You know, we think we're doing the right thing when it comes to recycling, diverting waste from our landfills. But when it comes to plastic packaging, we are failing miserably. A new report shows that Canada will fail to achieve its goal to eliminate plastic packaging waste by 2030 without some serious actions by all levels of government. Joining me this evening is Karen Worsig. She's the Plastics Program Manager at NGO Environmental Defense. Karen, thanks so much for joining us this evening. You're welcome. Good to be here. You know, how long we've been talking about recycling, reusing, and I feel like across the country we're getting it. You know, I, I feel like we've we've got organic programs, paper goes in one place, glass goes in another place. Plastic is sort of all onto its own. Tell me about your report and what you were looking at specifically when it came to plastic packaging. Well, really, we wanted to know how far along Canada is on the road to zero plastic waste. And we looked at packaging because it's the biggest driver of plastic waste in Canada. We generate about 2 million tons a year. And what we realized is, of course, if we keep going the way we're going, even with bans on some single-use plastics, we will still have at least 2 million tons of plastic packaging waste in 2030. And Then we looked, even if all the provinces adopted the most ambitious targets for recycling, where would we be? And even then we'd be at a million, uh, nearly a million tons of plastic waste in 2030. And what we recognize through this is that no province, no level of government really does believe that recycling is the answer. Because if they did, they would set targets. Um, for 100% recycling. But with plastic, it's just not possible. And so what we're saying is all levels of government, starting with the federal government, need to really rethink this constant uh, reliance on recycling as if it's going to save, save us from plastic pollution and actually look at reduce and reuse as kind of top priority items to get us to 2030. I want to talk about plastic pollution. Um, We have seen lots of talk, documentaries on what's happening to our oceans. But can you expand on what plastic pollution really looks like in our country? Well, um, we just ran a campaign over the summer for Plastic Free July showing that actually the Great Lakes, which is, you know, the biggest source of fresh water in the world, is more polluted than the ocean garbage patches. So more plastic um, is concentrated in all shapes and sizes in in our f- biggest source of fresh water than in the oceans that we talk about all the time as being full of plastic. And, you know, the oceans, it's a problem. The oceans will be more plastic than fish by weight in 2050 if we don't change something. So, <laughs> I mean, it is a serious problem. In, in our country, um, you know, most waste, frankly, most plastic waste does end up in landfills. And that's probably, I mean, it's a shame because it takes up a lot of space and it doesn't really ever go away. Um, And that's why so many people, so many environmentalists and and all kinds of people talk about the need to reduce the creation of waste. We generate so much waste by just using things such a very short time and then throwing them away. And there's really nothing you can do with a lot of these packages once you're finished with them. They aren't really good for anything else. 
And, you know, if packages, packaging is important, which it arguably or undoubtedly is for our food, to keep our food safe, to keep, you know, products um, in good shape when they're being delivered to us, then we should actually value it more. We should make durable packaging that can be returned to the sender and, and you know, clean, sanitized and reused again. You know, it's interesting because uh, I would consider myself pretty good when it comes to, as I mentioned, the organics and the paper and everything. I can't believe, though, how much I can't take to recycling when it comes to plastic bags. And uh, I, I feel terrible when I'm putting all of this in the garbage. Let's talk about what the federal government has done as far as um, just this summer, talking about some of its goals that it has in place as it tries to achieve that 2030 goal of eliminating plastic packaging? Well, the first thing the government has done is to um, implement bans on six single-use plastics. And that's a good start. I mean, they're just problematic and harmful single-use plastics we shouldn't have in the world anymore. So checkout bags, uh, stir sticks, those plastic stir sticks that you get, or twizzle sticks as well, uh, cutlery from takeout uh, uh, restaurants, certain takeout containers made of plastic, certain types of plastic, and six-pack rings, as well as straight straws. So these are things that are often found littered in nature. They um, are very difficult to collect for recycling. They're almost impossible to recycle even if you do collect them. And and so those are harmful single-use plastics. There are alternatives, and um, you know that those will be banned starting at the end of this year. So that's a good thing. But, you know, that deals with less than 5% of plastic waste in Canada. So we probably need to look to get to 2030 expanding those bans. Environmental defense is really uh, supportive of expanding those bans to further single-use plastics that are harmful and replaceable. Like, think about coffee cups and lids. Those are found littered all over. Um, you know, they, they really do belong in the garbage because they can't be recycled in most cases. And so that's one thing where we can we could adopt reusable cups. But again, what the federal government could do beyond um, banning single-use cups and lids is actually helping us put reuse, reuse systems in place that are convenient and affordable and really widespread, available everywhere. What are we seeing when it comes to, yeah, it's great that the federal government is uh, pushing this side of things, not far enough uh, in your view, but if we're even looking at the private sector, because I do see some companies saying, look, you know, we're, we're creating takeout in bamboo, we're, t- we're creating uh, takeout containers, uh, different products in compostable. Can you give me an idea of what you are seeing that's encouraging as we look at how the private sector is trying to change things? Well, I would say the most encouraging thing I've seen in the last couple of years, even through the pandemic, was really the emergence and the growth of um, services, local services in cities across the country uh, to provide reusable containers for takeout. So what will happen is if when you order your food, you can, you can opt for a reusable container if various local companies offer them to the restaurants and you know you, you you pay a deposit in many cases for those takeout containers you can return them or they get picked up from you and you get your deposit back when the container gets back those containers get cleaned and redistributed to restaurants so that to me is the most help, I, I think hopeful thing that we're seeing happening and that's where governments can help scale that up and make that more available 
what we really don't want to see is the replacing of, of you know, problematic single-use plastics with just other single-use items. I mean, I think what what we know is that the dawn of the plastic era was also the dawn of the disposable era. Before plastics were so widespread, people didn't just use things once and throw them away. And we, we've gotten into the habit of that over the last couple of generations. And really, we have to get out of that habit. But I think people are ready. We're all frustrated with how much plastic waste we bring home from the store. Um, and, you know, we cut through it to get to the things we really want. And we realize we're just left with this mound of garbage that doesn't serve a purpose, um, you know, beyond the few minutes that we've used to bring the, the, the thing home from the store. So this is the kind of... Um, behavior that we're I think most Canadians are willing to give up on now and adopt different practices like reusable wasn't it the movie The Graduate uh, with Dustin Hoffman and that father-in-law or whatever said the future is plastics? Yeah, we're worried about what the future looks like now. Uh, Karen, let's go back to uh, when you talk about uh, all levels of government having to really focus on this. I, I think the situation when it comes to plastic packaging has almost been downloaded on municipalities as opposed to turning that around and looking at the source, the companies that, as you say, send you something or you buy something and it is so uh, plastic covered. And so uh, how do we, are we seeing that where municipalities are saying, we're not the ones who are going to be footing the bill for all of this. We've got to turn it around uh, at the source and make sure companies are being more responsible with their plastic packaging. Well, this is a very important um, trend that is coming, a very important set of policies that is coming to, to Canada quite slowly. But provinces are adopting requirements that will t let municipalities off the hook because really municipalities can only do, do so much. They, mm. they do live sort of under provincial rules uh, in most cases on waste and provinces are increasingly making companies responsible for what they're selling us unfortunately provinces are stuck at um, their responsibility for residential waste and, and getting municipalities off the hook for that but aren't going as far as making res companies responsible for all the waste that's thrown out at businesses and like including restaurants and malls but also hospitals and other institutions and so we really need to expand this idea of producer responsibility. That's sort of what the, that set of policies is called. And, you know, one really good example that exists in many provinces is deposit return for beverage containers. So you, you buy something in a, in a bottle uh, of whatever uh, material it's made out of and you pay a 10 cent deposit when you buy it or 5 cents or 25 cents. And when you take that container back, um, you get your 10 cents back. It's a bit like the, the restaurant container um, program I mentioned earlier. That's a great system in that when you take those bottles back, they're already pre-sorted, they're all beverage containers, and they can be more easily um, processed for recycling. They're typically made out of you know rigid materials that if they're plastic that are easily to recycle or glass or metal, which are also easier to recycle. So that kind of principle does make companies responsible for taking those materials back and we need a much much more widespread approach to that for other types of packaging for sure and i'm angela cocott in for ben o'hara burn and we are talking about plastic packaging waste 
Environmental Defense doing a report looking at Canada's goal of by 2030 eliminating all that plastic packaging waste. And the report's conclusion is we're not going to be able to do it. Karen Worsick is a plastics program manager at Environmental Defense. Karen, before the break, I said I want to find out, is is there a country that's got it right that we can learn from when it comes to dealing with uh, plastic packaging? Well, I can tell you no country in the world has yet the total answer for plastic pollution. Um, it's a tough nut to crack because it's, you know, a, a popular product and a, a fairly powerful industry, frankly. Uh, but, you know, some countries are adopting measures that are slightly more ambitious than, Canada, than the, the ones in Canada. And, you know, these are the ones we look to. Um, in some countries in Europe, they're requiring now setting targets for reuse, in particular beverage containers. But, you know, once those kind of systems are in place, you can imagine expanding um, reusables for all kinds of other types of packaging. Chile also has a, a, a rule for refilling uh, beverage containers. This is, these are, are, you know, hopeful signs. Um, the other good thing on the horizon globally is that Canada will be one of the countries negotiating a, a legally binding treaty on plastic pollution over the next couple of years. And Canada's, t- you know, joining the high ambition countries, the so-called high ambition countries, that really do want to look at the full life cycle of plastic. And so we're getting signals that countries like Canada and Norway is in that group, Rwanda is in the group, um, that these countries really are serious about addressing plastic at the root cause and not just trying to deal with the symptom, which is waste. And, you know, by the time it's waste, what we're finding is it's too late. We can't recycle all that waste. And so it does build up in the environment. It builds up in our landfills, obviously, and it is starting to build up in our bodies and in our waterways, our air, the food we eat and the water we drink. That's globally. What about provincially? Did your report find that, (laughs) I know it's not good news, but is there a province or provinces that um, is on the right track? Well, BC did the best in our uh, report card. Unfortunately, most provinces and territories, um, the vast majority failed um, in in our look, our review of plastic policy, plastic waste policy across Canada. Um, BC got a pass. The highest mark, it was a C. And I think that's because BC does make companies responsible for at least household packaging waste. So, you know, the companies are responsible for making sure that stuff is collected from people's houses. And, you know, they have some expectations around recycling. Unfortunately, in BC, there are no expectations for reusables. And so that's something that should come. And the other concern we have about BC is that you know, they include among the definition of recycling, burning the plastic for energy. And just that is not recycling, right? Once you burn a material, it's gone, it's into the atmosphere, it's greenhouse gases, it's other air pollution. You can never get it back to create new, new plastic products and really replace what you're taking out of the ground to make new products. So we, you know, we would urge BC to close that loophole and really focus on real recycling. When you can take a material, break it down, once once you can no longer use it, break it down and turn it back into the same thing or another similar thing that, that is useful. And that is really quite quite easy or quite efficient with things like paper and metal. Uh, it's just pa- plastic remains a very difficult material to recycle. And so, 
you know, the answer to that is we have to make less plastic, make fewer types of plastic and make sure when packaging is, and products are designed that they're designed, first of all, to be reused and then when they can't be reused anymore to be recycled. I know when recycling programs came on stream, people felt pretty good about, oh, I'm putting it all, it's going to a recycling uh, facility. And then we started to hear that, wait, um, China, countries don't even want the the recycling. There was a time when they'd actually buy some of the stuff that we were trying to get rid of. So uh, when we look at these facilities, is that a lot of stuff just sitting there and not even being used or reused or, you know, repurposed? Yeah, I think that's the case. I mean, there's a, a lot of stuff that gets collected for recycling just does end up going to, to landfills. It gets stored for a while and then goes to landfills and or, or, you know, incinerators. And so that is a problem. I think we were sold a bill of goods by the plastics industry starting in the 80s that, you know, recycling was the answer to the building up of plastic pollution. And it's really just never worked. So we diligently put things in our recycling bins and, you know, what we're finding is that not all of those things actually can be recycled effectively. And that is what really needs to change. It's not that we have to change our behavior as individuals and as, you know, residents who are buying the things we need to eat and, and live. But it really is that whoever's making decisions about those, that packaging really has to be forced, I think. They're not going to do it voluntarily, but they have to be forced to reduce whatever packaging they can reduce and then make sure that what they do need to use can be reused and recycled. Yeah, I like that idea on the the deposit. Uh, Karen, thanks so much for this conversation. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Really good to talk to you.